It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at Pinball Profile. And please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We need another Steve. Let's go to the world-famous rock fantasy. Stephen Keeler joins us right now. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm actually in transit myself. Uh, you were just uh, talking about your trip home and the bad weather. I've uh, driven about four hours on the road to go pick up uh, the Jurassic Park premium for Rock Fantasy, and uh, we're going to be doing a launch party on the 16th. Originally, we had it scheduled for the beginning of October, and we ended up doing it with the uh, Pro. You always get the greatest games. It doesn't matter. You, If it's a new game, if it's something you like, if it's a rock title, you're going to get it. That's what you can always expect at the world-famous rock fantasy. We try. We try. I mean, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where like everybody's like, where's Elvira? I'm like, well, you know, that's games are just coming out so fast. And, you know, it used to be you'd get a couple games a year and you could save up and maneuver games around to get new ones. It just seems like there's like a, such a big market now for pinball machines. I, I At the moment, I don't see myself jumping into the Elvira one. I just, uh, we just got the Black Knight premium. We just got the Jurassic Park premium. This year we've got Monsters. We've got Alice Cooper from Spooky. I'm, I'm not in the store looking at them right now, so I might... Forget a couple, but it seems like, I mean, our budget for pinball for new games has been over the top in 2019. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't want to even look at the total. I know my wife knows it. She's like, <laughs> you realize how much money you spent on pinball? I mean, it's a labor of love. It's great to have them and have them part of my record shop and my smoke shop. But it's, it's just, you know, everybody's like expecting me to get the latest game every time. And I have with Stern, at least. I have gotten every, I think, Stern game since maybe Mustang or WWE, which I didn't get. Since then, I've been on board with every release. But uh, Elvira, I think I'm going to have to, maybe down the road we'll get one, but not at the moment. You can't do everything, but you know, when you talk about releases and your parties that you have and these launch parties, you've done them for even older games, too. You've done them for $6 billion man for Knight Rider. Uh fun parties in the, in the Orange County Pinball Club. You know, that's our club here in Orange, not Orange County, California, but Orange County, New York. We're, you know, we're about 60 miles northwest of Manhattan and uh, Orange County, New York. And we do, once in a while, we'll do something like that. You know, a barbecue or something laid back. Let's call this a, we'll get an old game. We'll call it a $6 million launch party. Yep, you, you see us on the internet, I guess, so. Well, I've seen a lot of footage. In fact, I think you filmed the Tim Sexton Star Wars tutorial from Rock Fantasy. Well, we did, and then we did a little uh, thing where we went over to the Orange County Fair and it was across town, and we uh, I think we filmed a little bit of a skit where he went into a Star Wars-themed amusement ride. I believe that's the same one, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, I mean, Tim, Tim was great when he was on board, you know, when, before he left for Chicago. For, of course, his great new job, I mean, he was one of our guys that held, you know, ran tournaments for us and very enthusiastic with pinball. You know, I'm so glad that he got the job with Stern and all he's gotten to do. And, uh, you know, being a pinball head and, you know, being able to work in a field that he, uh, you know, he enjoys, you know, it's the best thing, you know. 
So many people enjoy not only from the Orange County area, but going to rock fantasy, whether they're from New York or not. And and I know that Tim Sexton certainly misses his time at the rock fantasy. Pavarelli goes there and Stephanie Guy to the Pinball Princess. They're all yeah. huge fans of rock yeah. fantasy. You have not just one place, but you got like kind of two sheds full of pins, don't you? Well, rock fantasy is our, you know, our retail spot. And that's where the public can come and play at my house. I, you know, my collection of pinballs is over a hundred. I'm not sure exact numbers right now, but at my house, you know, in my private collection, there are a lot of the older titles, like a lot of late '70s, early '80s titles at my house, and uh, and of course I have downtown here. You know, I just pulled into the parking lot when I was talking to you. I'm at in the store parking lot now. I have games on location downtown. We have games at Taps, which we do a lot of our. Uh, that's right next door to my shop, and it's a craft beer restaurant. And we do a lot of the tournaments where if we're doing something at my store, we'll do a runoff with there, and then we'll do like an after party. Also, a place called Quinn's Pins, we have pinballs downtown, which is a bowling alley entertainment center. We've gotten our games in there about a year now, and we do uh, we do tournaments there also. And we also have game a game in the Equilibrium Brewery, which is a pretty famous brewery that opened up next to my store and they're going to be moving a couple blocks up uh, around the holidays and we've already looked at we're probably going to have three or four pinball machines located at the brewery so i'm trying to just kind of make middletown pinball famous a little bit i guess oh you're doing a great job i think i first saw you on the old special one lit documentary which i'm sure yeah you know when you watch that now what do you think you know i haven't watched it in a long time but my good friend howard levine uh Levine, uh, you know Howard, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. He told me one time, he goes, now you're pinball famous. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I was, it, it, well, that movie needs to be, they need to do a new documentary where showing what's happened because that was a pretty sad documentary because it was like pinball was dying when that was done. It was hanging on by a thread. And, you know, you got your Stern fans, you got your Stern haters, but it wasn't for Gary Stern then. There wouldn't have been anything, right, in that time period, mid-2000s. I have to agree. Yeah. You know, quite a few uh, interesting individuals that were also on that film, needless to say. You get mistaken once in a while, and there's even a picture at Rock Fantasy uh, for uh, J-Pop. <laughs> John Papadouk. Yeah, and, and, you, and, and, you know, at one time I thought that was a good thing. And now I know the owe people money. I mean, I, I might want to have a bodyguard walking around with me. Cause, you know, <laughs> but uh, I'm also been mistaken for the gentleman that runs the Las Vegas Pinball Hall of Fame. Yes, that's true. Yeah. As I've as I've gotten older, you know, <laughs> and of course everyone thinks I'm Garth from Wayne's World. So. <laughs> You've got a few doppelgangers, but there is only yeah, one. Yeah, so, but the, the Papadou thing. Uh, yeah, I remember setting up at Allentown several years ago at the Pinfest, of course, and people going off on, uh, on the pin side. Uh, I had a girl working for me as a good friend of mine from Philadelphia, and she was decked out, you know, like a, like a rock and roll girl, and they're like, how does he have the nerve to walk <laughs> around this show like this? And then I had to write on I'm not J-pop. Listen, I'm looking forward to his next game. I didn't send him any money. I feel sorry for those that did, but I know yeah. that Deep Brute looked after all those people, which they didn't have to do, by the way. And, true, true. And you know what? The guy makes great games. I'm he does. Yeah, he does. And yeah, a weird situation with how I met him. I met him through Eddie Kramer. 
Yeah, okay. I was laid up after an accident I was in about five years ago. I was struck by a car, and I was out of work for months, and Eddie Kramer stopped by my house one day, got a surprise, and he brought J-Pop to my house, and that picture was actually taken in my living room and found some of my pinballs at the house. Some of the quirky things that you would find at Rock Fantasy. Uh, you'll have to explain the Rat Fink paper mache. That was given to us as a gift from someone that was in our pinball club years ago, and it was... Uh, on a Craigslist, a free pickup in a couple towns over, a rat thing. And uh, I think because, you know, initials of the store are RF, the guy thought, wow, you know, you'd probably like this. So he picked it up, and he brought it over, and he dropped it off at my house, and eventually we hung it from the ceiling. Yeah. I guess it was part of a biker club thing or something at one time. We really don't know the history of it, but it's one of the cool, cool artifacts that I've picked up for the shop. Maybe the biggest artifact that people certainly want to get their hands on, but you have to earn it, is the famous rock fantasy Hulkhead. Yes. We just had Halloween, and I used to have a little Hulk basket when I was a kid going around and putting my candies in. Something like that, but this is a little more prestigious. It is the same thing that you're talking about, though. This was sold as a Halloween bucket back in the 70s. They made a Spider-Man one. There was a Hulk. There was a Casper the Ghost. And maybe another cartoon uh, character. And uh, I don't know how how it really... It was hanging around at my house years ago. And I think we said, somebody said, hey, that's a good trophy. And, of course, it just stuck on. And uh, I even have the Incredible Hulk pinball machine at my house. And, of course, we have the Avengers. So, I mean... Hulk finally, you know, did get his own pinball machine, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's stuck and it's uh, kind of an odd trophy, but uh, we roll with it still. A lot of the guys that come in uh, really want to hold the Hulk head. I mean, it's, it's kind of silly, but it's cool. Oh, it's an honor for sure. Trust me, when yeah. Stephanie Maybe one day you'll you'll come down and win a tournament and hold it. <laughs> well, I'll definitely come down. Winning the tournament that could be a little difficult. There's a lot of good players there in Orange County, but oh, there definitely, especially when we have some of the big opens. When you get you know the Pomerellis and the Levy Levies and all those guys coming in from uh, New York and whatnot. I mean, we used to have Steve Bowden before he went for uh, to Texas and Sexton, but we still. Have some pretty heavy hitters. Uh, Frank Romero and Jerry Sapp, Bernard, and are still, uh, you know, our, our locals. And tough to beat. Tough to beat Frank Romero and Jerry here at Rock Fantasy. Sometimes you mentioned Jerry Sapp, Bernard, uh, a big Sabbath fan, like you are. You're a huge heavy metal fan. Is that yeah. the one game that needs to be made? Black Sabbath, or is it Led you Zeppelin? Know, you know. Uh, you would almost, as you're going down the list of what they've made so far and what they haven't made, Black Sabbath has to be somewhere on the radar just because of the licensing, you know, and, and the sales and everything else. But uh, I don't know. I heard a strong rumor that Led Zeppelin is in the works right now. I think a few of us have heard that rumor. Yeah, we've heard that. So Zeppelin, I mean, Zeppelin, of course, much bigger than Sabbath at the license, I think. Uh, I mean, Sabbath is very popular, but more heavy metal, or the Zeppelin's a little more mainstream. Ala, you know, Rolling Stones, or uh, I'm not going to put them in with Beatles, but you know, but the Who or something like that. Zeppelin, right there, and I think it was another one that was hard to get a license for. But Black Sabbath is definitely something. Of course, I'd have to spend money on. I, I kind of hope they make. Something else is said right now because I, I'm, I, I was really scared. What's not? What's coming next? It's like just to keep up because I don't have a giant barcade or anything. We've got a small record shop and a head shop with a 
some pinballs, and we are doing well with them on location in Middletown, but it hasn't caught up like caught on like some other parts of the country and bigger city hubs, you know. Well, when one game comes in like your new Jurassic Park premium that you're getting, one has to yeah. go out, and if it's not on it's location, gone. I know some people that have bought some games for you, and there's yeah. when you buy a game from Steve Keeler, it's something special. Chuck Webster said, you know, I love my Nugent game. Uh, it, it's not oh, only, yeah. it, it plays great, but it smells of incense and candies. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to say because I had a Gottlieb, not Gottlieb, a Bally twin one that's been sitting apart in my store for a few years, and Howard uh, Levine just picked that up, and he goes, you know, you can smell the incense from that game still. You know, he's out at the house a couple weeks now. He's setting up trying to get it uh, operating. It's one part was in the restroom for uh, six, seven years, and other, the head was on top of a case being a dis- uh, decoration. But, uh, yeah, you're right. You know, the incense definitely seeps into some of the games. The fact that Ted Nugent was in the regular record store part, not over in the pinball room. So, uh, yeah. And actually, we've gotten to the point now. If I, I mean, for a long time, I was just picking up games and keeping games. But I'm at the point now where I really need to sell something to get something right now. And it's always a tough decision. You know, why do you get rid of it? You know, we're at the point now where if something cool comes out, I don't know if anything's coming out before Christmas, but if something else comes out, we have to get I mean, you start, you have to start looking at the collection and some games that are still doing well that are earning, like, you know, Star Wars or Iron Man or, you know, some of those that I have out there, what do I sell? I just sold Transformers, and I just sold Iron Maiden Pro to pick up uh, a couple of games. You know, I, to get the Jurassic Park, I sold the Iron Maiden. So I always I have Iron Maiden Premium already, so I, I, I didn't have to have two Iron Maidens, but it was nice to have two. So, Stephen, is that the factor for you, what earns well or what is more closer to your heart as far as, you know, uh, these you know, rock there's themes. a lot of both of that in there. I mean, there's games I will not sell because I like. And, of course, earning is a little, is quite a bit, too. As I'd say it's a game I, you know, I really wish I liked Star Wars a lot more than I do. But Star Wars does well when it's out, not as much in my store as it does when it's out at the brewery or at the craft beer restaurant or something like that or at the bowling alley because it's just the licensing of it. People see that Star Wars and they're a cat. You know, they're not a pinball head like me or you or a competitive player. Oh, look, Star Wars. You know what game that I can tell you a story about? NBA Stern, I had one of those years ago. And that was like the most popular game in my store because of the kids that would come in. They'd relate with that game and they'd put money in it. And it wasn't, you know, a very spectacular game to play of being a pinhead. But, you know, it all depends on the licensing somehow. Sometimes, you know. What's the one license you think would be perfect right now to sell that would just attract so many different people? I mean, is there one out there that hasn't been done? Now, this Jurassic Park, I think, is a real strong title. I think this is going to be something that it's a great player because Keith did it. And, and, you know, it's just it's a very strong license that anyone will pretty much play. Everybody knows Jurassic Park. They like the dinosaurs. I don't know what else. You know, I heard some rumors of, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, of course, now you're going to start seeing games that are based on people that grew up as being kids in the 80s, I think. You would think. I mean, of course, we just got ones from the 60s. We had Monsters and Beatles, and it was, as Cousin Brucey says, it's 1964 all over again. Yeah. And I thought that was unique, because I I actually went to the Beatles uh, launch down in New York City at Modern. I was a guest of... uh, yeah, Steve Zeller. He said, yeah, and I, was, I thought it was open to the public. And Steve goes, oh, no, you can come down. And I, I talked to uh, Stern. It was really cool 
that we were there, and, uh, you know, Cousin Brucey was there. Cousin Brucey used to be have a radio station here in Middletown, so we were talking a lot about the old days, Middletown, and where I worked and before I had the store in the 70s and when he had the radio station. It was a good time, and we ended up bringing one of the Beatles games home from there, and it's signed by Cousin Brucey. So uh, nice. that's great in the store. And uh, that was my claim to fame. I won that launch tournament last December somehow. Pinch me. <laughs> Uh, I don't usually win too many tournaments. I win some of the ones where just the local crew, like on a Thursday night here and there. But that was uh, that was my claim to fame, winning the Beatles launch. So I said, well, I guess I was kind of like not going to keep the game, maybe bring it back to automated and just use it for the launch or something. But after winning, and you know, I got to have the Beatles. It's right in the front of the shop by the record department and everything. So It's a great theme. It's a great revitalization of the old Sea Witch game and Cousin Brucey yeah. being a radio guy for 25 years he means a lot to me and especially to you who you know he wants broadcast in your town there yeah. so that makes sense oh, yeah. hey cousins <laughs> <laughs> we're all cousins man do you still have an obsession with clowns I don't know if it's an obsession but I guess it would be if you look for me outside in because there's a bunch of them around here isn't there my obsession was more with the clown thing was more of like the carnival atmosphere when I was a kid I'm 59 now and uh, when I was a kid, and I mean, I figured you might ask this question, how did I get into all this? In the 60s, when you went to, like, the Jersey Shore, and you went to the arcade, or you went to the bumper car ride, or the amusement area, there'd always be these fiberglass clowns and things, and it meant happy. Now a clown means it's going to butcher you up or something, you know, how it's turned, <laughs> or the demise, you know, because I, I grew up around circuses, and I grew up around... You know, the carnivals and the fair in Middletown, I used to work, and we'd go to Lake George with my parents. You know, Lake George, there probably wasn't as much clown stuff there, but that's how I got into the pinball, like going to the arcades. I remember the big ones down in Wildwood in the 70s and even in the 60s in Atlantic City. But everything was that, and that's why I kind of got a lot of clown stuff. And, of course, with the demise of the circus and... Ringling Brothers going out of business is a whole group of a generation that's going to know the clown only as a Stephen King movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is a clown obsession, actually. Uh, Kevin McHugh was just down in York and uh, found two garbage bail heads for me, and uh, those are getting delivered in a week or two, I think, from Al in New York City. He's got a guy going up to Jeff the Junkman's up in Scranton to pick him up. So I got more. We're, we're pretty excited. I'm supposed to be getting more space in Rock Fantasy. There's actually another maybe quarter of uh, Rock Fantasy where the pinball room is that we're supposed to be getting soon. The building is being held up with some legal stuff about that right now. But it looks like all things are go, but we're just in a waiting pattern for it. That'd be great, Stephen, if you could expand, because I know you've got everything packed in there right now. And even if you oh, get another, packed, if you yeah. get another room, you're still going to pack stuff in there. That's what's well. Eventually, it'll, it'll be nice in the beginning, at least. <laughs> you know, we can spread the games out a little bit, and we can make. I've already got ideas for posters and everything else to, you know, to, to make it. And we'll have our own restroom on the pinball side if this happens. And was, we thought it was happening strongly a month or two ago, but now it's been kind of tied up between the the building and what's going on with that but anyhow i'm sure it'll happen and we look forward to that you know you mentioned a bunch of great people that play at rock fantasy and you talked about eddie kramer and stuff and as we look at the calendar it's been a year since we lost dahlia rowan and i know she was a big part there what did she mean to you dahlia was great i mean i found dahlia Dahlia found and eddie found me as fans of the movie special and look where it did make me kind of pinball famous i don't know if it's 
And it was a good thing for meeting people like that. And Daya's heart was always so big. And she helped keep a lot of the pinball together, too. Either. She was always, I mean, she worked at Modern, too, for Valor. And she was just part of the whole New York City pinball crew. And then they moved up here to Monroe, her and Eddie, and they were always so supportive of me. They treated me like I was a rock star. They wanted pictures of me and stuff like that. And it was so sad. Diet. I mean, she fought so strongly, though. I so, so missed, you know. Yeah, a lot of people miss her, and I love that the New York City Pinball Championships have a tournament in her honor, which yeah, I think is really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the last time I saw you. I think we were at the uh, New York City Pinball Tournament. Yep, yep. You are right. <laughs> Stephen, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Check out the world-famous Rock Fantasy. It is something to see. Soon to expand, but you're going to see the greatest games there. Hopefully. It's, Hopefully. Uh, well, I'm <laughs> Even if it doesn't, it's already amazing, but you bring in the great games there and have a great atmosphere. Orange County strong. Thank you very much, Stephen. Thank you for uh, thinking of me and uh, rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll. This has been rock your... on like David Essex. <laughs> this has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. Please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher and find us on Instagram at Pinball Profile. I'm Jeff Teolis. Rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on.